Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Okay, so this weekend, or this weekend, week, 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 this week, uh, I thought we'd discuss dating tips and tricks. Um, Both of us spent a decent amount of time in the dating scene, and since this is, uh, a lot of what we talked about is kid raising and marriage and stuff like that, and we haven't really talked about, or talked to those people who are like, I'm not there yet, I don't know what to do with my hands, you know? Right. Um. So what does that look like? What did we learn along the way? Things that, you know, maybe from where we're at now, looking back in retrospect, we would say, I would have avoided that. I would have not wanted to do that. I would definitely have seen that as a red flag. Knowing now, um, you know, if I could go back and tell my old me, hey, don't do this, don't do that. It's so different nowadays, too. Dating is not what... It used to be. It's not. like right. Well, I mean, so take away the how you meet people with like Tinder and Instagram or Grindr if you're into that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever your thing is, right? The way yeah. you meet people. Like nobody goes to the bar or the club and meets people anymore. Like no. you shouldn't have done that back in the day anyway. But like you don't really go out to meet people. You encounter them in a virtual space and then eventually it develops to a place. But at some point regardless of what medium you're talking to that person on you have to sit down in person you're still dealing with people right so i still think some of the lessons that we've learned could be applicable they just may take a little bit of creative thought and things to keep in your mind right yes um so from like the male's side of the house um if she appears to be high maintenance she will be high maintenance yes and it's gonna be that way forever forever. like you're never gonna get away from that nope um, typically if she seems intrigued by shiny things and money and that's not the person who's going to maintain a healthy relationship. Again, in my experience, typically people who are girls who are attracted to wealth items um, are doing it because of they're looking for an impact in the status world. They're not looking for it you know, because they're generally interested in you. Uh, it's a pretty easy metronome in take her to some place that maybe doesn't cost a lot of money. See how she responds. see what she does. Mm-hmm. If she's still intrigued. We're not saying go to McDonald's, but. <laughs> right. But like, instead of going to a nice dinner or a nice club or whatever, mm-hmm. take her on a hike. Right? Oh, Say, yeah. hey, meet me here. Let's go on a hike. It may be a nice location. Or a picnic. something outdoors Uh, sure Uh, picnic is is a viable answer but I think you know take them out someplace that doesn't cost a lot of money and see how Mm -hmm. open they are to that right right if they're open to the experience and then then maybe they don't like it okay that's a topic of conversation but if they're almost immediately put off by that thought process about phase four march go away like that isn't that isn't (laughs) you're, you're encountering a list of problems right um and then, of course, you've got the you know the atypical answers of don't immediately reach for the check when it comes in. See what Wait she does. Wait and see what happens. Right? Because some women will fake half pay. Like, yep. uh, like 
offer to go Dutch, but they don't really want to go Dutch. So they're because like, they're assuming that you are going to right refuse to and let them. Yeah. If you've gone out like three, four, five, six times, and they've never once offered to pay for a meal, that's a problem. She's using you. Oh yeah, uh, that's a problem because yeah. it, it shouldn't be expected. And I think it kind of always has been, especially more so in this day and age, that a man is just supposed to pay for all of that. And it's just that that's not the case. I mean, right. no one says that. Um, I'm old-fashioned, and I feel like a man is who provides, right? Sure. That being said, if we're just dating, if I can't at least pay for one out of five of the meals or dates we go on, or I don't splurge for the gentleman when we go out and say, hey, I've got this idea, come with me, my treat kind of a thing, that's a problem. You well, should be able to do that. And an, especially on a first date. I mean, that's a that's a lot to put on a dude for a lot of first dates. And he's got a lot of out of pocket. There's no reason you can't contribute to that. Yeah. And again, the focus shouldn't be about the Ladies, money. Ladies, you need to offer and be genuine. <laughs> yeah. And have the ability to. Because yes. if he takes you up on it, yeah, you need to be able to cover your half. Um, yes. But it's not, it's not about the money, right? And that's the thing that I think people kind of get hot, caught up around. It's not right. that you can't afford to pay or you can't. It's it's the principle of the matter, right? You yes. don't want somebody who's dependent on you. Absolutely. Though there is a bit of dependency in a relationship, you shouldn't be their sole lifeline or mast in a storm. That's just a recipe for disaster as things progress, right? Yes. Because Things are going to happen in your life where your attention is going to have to be elsewhere as you focus on career or whatever. And she needs to be able to stand on her own two feet and hold things down at the home fort. Uh, if you decide to go the traditional route and she stays home and you go to work. Um, but either way, she should not be um, completely dependent upon you. Um, there's some other like flags that you know we can probably get into with as far as like behaviors, um, things like that. But I, I think those are like... The ones we've discussed so far, like those are like the big highlights. Okay, look, I, I want somebody who's of high caliber, who's independent, who's a strong willed person that I don't have to cater to or drag. And, you know, that brings me to a pretty important point. If you're within, if you're within, you know, a month or two, you made it past the first few dates, you've kind of established that hey, this might be, a, this might be a, something that could go the distance. Within the first couple of months, if she starts throwing like questioning, like where are you at, what are you doing, who are you with, blah blah blah, right? That's our giant red flag. Yep. Walk the other way. Um, the other the other thing is like if you're friendly, asking, hey, where are you? Hey, how was your day? What did you do today? Who? How was your night? Where did you go? Right? Like you're trying to start a casual conversation and not being interrogative but you're starting a casual conversation and she gets defensive on any of those topics also a problem that's a red flag and vice versa now that's not saying that it's a it's an isolation flag right because she might have encountered something in a previous relationship right. that triggers her but something to be cautious of right if you start asking about them and prying about them and they start getting defensive uh, maybe you should you know step back for a moment and just kind of think what could this imply? And then have the conversation, right? Right. That open, honest communication yep. should happen in the dating scene so that it doesn't become a problem in the marriage right. scene if the relationship goes that far. I mean, if you're two, three months in and you don't feel comfortable approaching them about, hey, you know, it's happened a couple of times now where 
You're consistently checking up on me. Did you have trust issues in the past? Did something happen to you? Let me help you work through it. Otherwise, this is going to be a problem. Mm. You I, know? I wouldn't even offer the let me help you work through it thing, right? Mm. And there's two reasons as to why. Uh, the first one being it might be a cry for attention. Uh, and two, it opens up the avenue for a codependency relationship where I'm saying, hey, let me help you solve your problems. And that becomes the status quo of the relationship. See, and I didn't necessarily mean it that way. Right. It was more in a sense that let's not put a complete halt, stop to something when they just might need a good push in the right direction or right. for someone to recognize that they've got a problem they may not realize they've got. <laughs> right. You know? So I, I think it would just... The, you a have lot of to be, people come with trust issues nowadays. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially in the landmine that is... Um, modern dating yes right because uh, nobody really makes it to a solid relationship without encountering some toxic ones along the way um, and those are the the toxic ones from my past are the ones I'm referencing when I'm talking about this stuff right like yeah I have in previous relationships had a bit of a Jesus complex where I want to pick up a broken toy and, and try to it. fix it yeah uh, and it turned out that I fixed it just enough for somebody else to take right right I never I, I never got to capitalize on what you worked the on. effort I put in to try to help this person and work on this person only for them to, you know, decide that their interests were better suited somewhere else. Right. Um, when I know there are people that, you know, mutual friends that we have that have encountered that time and time Same again, thing. right? Yep. They pick up somebody when they're at their lowest, they build them up only for that person to, to walk. walk and find a new relationship. Yeah. Um, like, now that and, I'm better, I'm better than you. And right. And off. that yeah. person, that you, now you're left left holding all of that baggage that you took off somebody else and you don't necessarily want to do that. Yep. It's not good for your, your self-esteem and your identity along the way. Well, um, I mean, in my experience, if we're going to stick to the male side here for a moment, um, in regards to women and only because I've had girlfriends in the past who yeah. have, uh, you know, they have these conversations, they'll go on a first, second or third date and they're asking, um, not just what you do for a living, which is okay. You can ask about jobs and things, sure. but how much money do you make a year? And what kind of car do you drive? And do you own your own house? Those kinds of things coming out two and three dates in, I mean, that's just, tell me how much money you make and whether or not you can take care of my ass. Yeah. It's, well, and that, that's uh, a big red flag. And women like that, they're just looking, they're not so much interested in your personality as they are interested in, if I start dating this guy, he can pay for everything. He can take care of me. He can give me that security so that I can sit back and chill. They're looking at you like a security blanket, not exactly. as a partner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, not okay either. But that, that paradigm exists on the male side of the house too. Like you don't want to walk into a first date and drop your fucking 12 inch long on the table and be like, <laughs> look at all of the great things I have. I'm such a great provider. Right. Right. Like <laughs> learn, get to know the person across the table yes. from you and- other you know, things matter. Take your it's, time. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're going to bother getting yourself involved with another person to that kind of depth, it just let it be meaningful. Let yeah. it be worth something because all if all you're looking for is someone to take care of you, learn to take care of yourself. Cool. If all you're looking for is a good time, make sure that you know that with this other person from the get-go. I mean, yeah. there's no reason to break hearts and hurt people 
in the process because all you're doing is adding to the long list of baggage that people have to try to drag with them now for the rest of their life. Yeah. Don't be part of the problem. Well, and that's my whole point. That was, you know, you brought up a good point that I was going to bring up too, which is, you know, be forthright in what yes. your expectations were. You know, if you're going out with somebody because you think they're attractive and you're just looking to have a good time and you're not interested in a long-term relationship. Say that. Say that. Yes. You know, make it clear from the get-go. Uh, and that way you're not wasting their time and they're not wasting your time. Yeah. Um, because if they're interested in a long-term relationship and you're not, um, you're, they're going to spend time, energy, emotional energy into you thinking that you might be a long-term relationship only for them to find out, no, that's not what I was interested in. I was never going to be interested in that. You've now taken six months, nine months, and some emotional baggage from that person, and now that person's going to have to try to sort through that to go find somewhere else, right? Because emotions are tricky, um, and you may not have them, but that doesn't mean that necessarily mean the person across the table you, from you doesn't have them. Right. Um, and if you're the leave, dating scene isn't just about you. Yeah, if you leave any gray area um, that there could potentially be a long-term relationship, knowing full well in your heart that you weren't ever going to go there right that person doesn't have those reservations so they're dumping everything they've got into trying to make this a thing because people are inherently lonely and now that person has to go eventually you're going to break up with them or they're going to break up with you and they've got to process that and try to reclaim some of that emotional energy to invest somewhere else and that happens enough times People just kind of give up and it's they hard to settle. Come back from that. They end up settling in, in yeah. something far worse than they should have. Which is what happened to me. Yeah. Not this one, but for yeah. my first one. Oh, marriage. no, you settled. Absolutely and, settled. Here. Uh, no, not yeah. even. Um, so that brings me to that's a good transition to the female side of the house. Yeah. So, something I, I ran into a lot personally, and a lot of friends I know have run into a lot personally, is um, men will say and do, not all, but they will say and do whatever it takes to confirm they will get laid at a later date. So um, when we're talking about don't say you're invested in a relationship or long-term if that's actually not what you're getting at, because too often I have been on many dates or invested weeks or a month or two on a particular guy and they start saying, hey, I'm in love with you. Hey, I can see this going somewhere, this, that, and the other. You finally decide to sleep with them and then that's done. You're ghosted. You're bailed. Or they wait a couple weeks and go, yeah, life got in the way. There was this, that going on. Hey, you want to get together? We go out to dinner again. You give them that second try. You sleep together and then bam, they're gone again. And before you know it, that's all you're being used for until they find someone else to mess around with. And I've run into that a lot, especially in my 20s when I was gullible enough to just keep falling for it because they kept telling me all the things I wanted to hear. Yeah. And because women have a tendency to hold out until they are gifted all of the goods like put time and effort into me and baby me and coddle me and hold my hand and tell me how wonderful i am and i will finally give you what you're looking for yeah men have gotten into the habit of just starting out with that so that they can get what they want so I, there's there's got to be some cleanup so to speak on on both sides of the yeah. house well, I mean, and i I'd, I'd gotten into so much of that that I didn't trust men anymore, that I was just, I was done. I quit. I didn't care. And then the first guy to tell me, hey, all of them suck. I will never be that person, this, that, and the other. Let me put a ring on it. Then I settled. 
I got married to the completely wrong person. And that was one of the worst mistakes I ever made in my life. Yeah. I think um, if you could try to put into mindset, you know, not not that there's anything, not removing all the romanticism that comes along with looking back in the 1940s, 50s, and probably early 60s, um, the marriage, the concept of courtship, dating, and marriage, and how those two things went together, right? If you could try to replicate that, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to attract people who are also interested in those types of values, yes. right? If you go out, um, and let's be honest, if you go out and you're slinging your poon all across fucking town, you're never going to attract a high quality man because no. a high quality man's not interested in that, right? No. They might be once or twice, but you're not who they're taking home. Right. And the same thing goes on the other side of the fence. Yep. If you're going, if you're running out in town and you're slamming fucking tang left and right, you're not going to attract a high quality woman because she's not interested in that, right? Nope. She's interested in, I want somebody who's going to be my partner, yep. who's going to take care of me, protect me, take out, look after my kids, right? Like what we discussed last week, this, she's looking for somebody who's going to be invested in the biological exchange of value that is about to happen. Yes. That is inevitable when you have sex, so long as there's nothing medically wrong with you, of course. Right. Um, but even if there is something medically wrong with you and you can't biologically have kids, there's still an emotional investment there, right? Yes. And you want to treat that like it's a treasure, right? I'm not saying you can't have premarital sex. You can. You can engage. I mean, hell, I did it. I was a slut for a long time, right? A very long time. But, and, but you came to a conclusion after that as well. I learned through those relationships that I wasn't interested in fulfilling a biological imperative. Not that it wasn't fun and not that I didn't enjoy it, but that it had to be something beyond sex. It had yes. to be something beyond dating. And I, as I matured, um, and unfortunately I had to learn through trial and error because there wasn't anybody there to coach me and how to court and how to date. Um, I had to learn how to do that. And what do women, what does a woman need? Not a girl, because when you're sleeping around a lot and you're you know, having a good time, you're not acting like a woman. You're no. acting like a girl. Yep. A woman is invested in long-term things, right? Long-term careers, long-term uh, children investments, long-term marriages. Like, that's what a woman is interested in, and it's what a man should be interested in. Nothing wrong with acting like a girl when you're still young and viable and you want to have fun. Nothing wrong with that. Live your life in a way that makes you happy, but... If you're looking for a long-term relationship, and chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, you need to behave in a way that promotes the foundation of a long-term relationship, which means you practice the courting rituals, you practice the dating rituals, you practice, and then you build it to marriage. Take your time. It's a slow-burning fire, right. right? And I think the other thing people need to throw in there is you need to regulate for lack of a better word, your expectations. Your expectations need to be on par. Don't ever expect out of your partner something you can't bring to the table. What do you mean? Um, Give me an example. Meaning, so I'm only going to date a guy that's an 8 out of 10 in the looks department and he has to make over $500,000 a year. But you make 20 grand a year and you work at a coffee shop. Yeah, I work at Starbucks. I'm a barista. Right. So I'm not saying that not both of those people have value and deserve a committed relationship, but 
If you run into that kind of person and you fall for them, great. But if you go into every relationship turning down everyone who isn't that extremely high expectation, yep. you are going to fail well, repeatedly and, and miserably. If you look at it from the perspective of the man who's got making $500,000 a year, he's got his own mm -hmm. business, he's wildly successful. He's got he a lot on the line. doesn't want the random tramp bimbo on the street because she runs the risk of taking half of his shit. Yep. Right? And running. I've worked hard to get where I'm at. I want somebody who's going to who's going to value that as much as I value it, protect it as much as I protect and it. And bring something into and it. And bring something into it. And it doesn't have yeah. to be monetary, but it needs to be something, right? Yeah. Like I get it. Like I'm going to role play into this scenario cuz I'm not this type of per I'm not the person who's that wildly successful. But if I have if I'm making $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year or $2 million a year, it probably means I spend quite a bit of time at work if, mm -hmm. or I work from home. But either way, I'm spending a lot of time to get that money, to get those resources, to get this stuff, right? I don't want to bring somebody in the house that's just going to be a drain on those resources. I would rather have somebody in the house who's like, okay, I know you're busy. I know you work a lot. I know you have this and I appreciate all the things you do for me in this house. So I'm going to take these things from your plate, right? If I was that successful person and I started dating a girl and six months in, nine months in, um, I wouldn't even say six months. Let's say, let's give it a reasonable timeline. Three months in, we decide that, okay, I'm going to have you over at the house um, and you're going to stay a weekend, whatever. We'll test bet it, right? If you're earning your way throughout the house, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're taking care of things, you're doing whatever, right? I'm not saying that has to be her role, but... Clean it up is, after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if she's behaving, <coughs> excuse me, like she's a valued member of the household, that leads me into the more partner talk ship than it does the temporary talk ship. You right. know what I mean? Like you have to find a way to return value into this person's time because if he's taking time, and I'm saying he, but it could be her too, but if the wildly successful person is taking the time to spend time with you, that's time they're not spending somewhere else. Right. You need to return investment on that time, right? Whatever that happens to look like um, yep. for you and your scenario. And I mean, there's there's millions of different variables that could play into that. But you have to make, you have to think that they're probably a bit paranoid because yep. they've been around 10, 20, 30 people who've looked at them as a cash cow and went, look at all of the nice things this person can buy me. I better give them what they want so they can buy me the nice things, right? You bought me a coach purse. I guess I'll sleep with you now. Like, like. That's not, yeah. <laughs> he, you burn out of that, that type Absolutely. of idea really quickly. Yeah. Uh, the trophy wife thing is not as successful as some people like to portray it, especially Hollywood. Um, yeah. But any other major red flags from the male side of the house? Like if you're a female dating red flags, other than dudes wearing Affliction t-shirts and, <laughs> and Monster Energy hats. Well, besides that one, the only other one I ran into was... Um, getting myself involved in people who weren't bringing as much to the table. Yeah. So as men can run into this issue, I worked a lot when I was younger and I put myself through college and I had a good job and I had a savings and it wasn't great, but I had my own place. I took care of myself. Everything was good. Yeah. And sometimes those ragamuffin, I haven't gone to college yet and straight out of high school, young dudes that are just 
looking for a sugar mama. Hey, she can pay my way into Elitch's kind of a thing. You know what I'm talking about? And just getting taken advantage of because they told me I was pretty. Women are so quick to jump on a man that compliments them, tells them everything they want to hear, fills them full of the right things. And I mean, there's more to life than that. Sure, I want people to think I'm pretty, but I, I also want them to think I have value. I want them to think that um, there's nothing wrong with someone telling me I have a great personality. I want yeah. them to think I'm funny. I want them to think I'm worth something. I want them to feel like they can take me on their arms somewhere professional to a charity ball to meet their parents and not be ashamed of that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that can go both ways too. It's, I think part of the problem a lot of people run into in the dating scene is they're not dating the right people. Right. And sometimes age plays a factor into that, especially when you're a man, because men are so wired to be attracted to younger women. Um, they just end up dating all of these young women, but then complain about the maturity after the fact. They can't find a yeah. mature woman, and everyone they date is immature and using them for their money or this, that, and the other. And, well, don't date the 20-year-old when you're 35. Yeah, and I, I, think, <laughs> I think the thing is, is you have to play, you've got to use some restraint, yes. right? Uh, and it's kind of going back to the previous points of let it be a slow burn, right? Yes. If you've gone on one or two dates, two or three dates, four or five dates, six, seven, eight dates, right? You've gone and spent some time with this person, right? Instead of the three date rule, which I know is a thing when I was in my 20s, uh, which is, you know, if she hasn't slept with you by the third date, she's probably a prude and move on, right? Oh, yeah. No, I've that's, heard that. That's somebody playing the short game. That's not somebody invested in the long term, right? Yeah. If they are genuinely interested in you for who you are, the physical part of it will happen when it's supposed to happen, which sounds really right. cliche, but it, honestly, it will, right? Yeah. You just take your time. Get to know the person. There's no rush. Like, no. It, you, there's no reason why. Now, if you're a year into it, that, that's probably some questions. I would say right around the three-month to six-month mark is probably a slow enough you're... burn, and you've spent enough time together to right. be like, okay, this Where's has this potential mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. And yeah. then maybe then make the investment from right. a physical-emotional standpoint. What that's going to do by putting a barrier in place, right, and pushing it off, uh, especially the sex commitment thing, is mm -hmm. girls, that's going to drive off the dogs with the pink things hanging out, right? Right. Because all they're looking for is a pizza ass. And if you tend out, if you turn out to be more difficult to get, they're going to they go find a different girl who's going to give them that, right? Yep. And save yourself that pain, right? And don't feel bad for it, too. And guys, if you're willing to wait, you're going to stave off those girls who are seeking the they're jumping from relationship to relationship looking for somebody to take care of them and fix them and all that stuff, right? Take the time, slow burn it, and it's going to be hard because if you're genuinely attracted to somebody, you're going to want to cross that threshold a lot sooner than that and exercising that little bit of discipline yep. to not do that and let it play out. Let those, let those emotions develop via being together yeah. um, is going to help, right? I, one of the things we go back to all the time is Carolyn and I were friends for seven years. A long time. 
prior to us even considering the concept of dating. And in those seven years, I saw her go through relationships. She saw me go through relationships. She went through a marriage that fell through. I went through an engagement that fell through. Like we saw each other go through these things. And, you know, looking back on it, we probably had feelings for each other a lot sooner than we were willing to admit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because we knew each other for so long, it was easy for us to develop the foundational stones of a relationship. If you're starting from scratch, it's not going to be that easy. You're not going to have seven years worth of experience to talk about. Right. If you just met this guy last week online, please don't move in with this person two months after you met them. Yeah. You don't know enough about them. You don't know about their past. You don't know about their family. You don't yeah. know about their previous relationships and how they acted and behaved or what they've been through. And if You don't on. know enough. I'm going to forget this if I don't say it. Okay. <laughs> If you're with somebody or talking with somebody and they're not willing to talk about their previous relationships, that's a problem. Run. That's that a, is a huge, huge red problem. flag. Like, they, what has gone on in your past that you don't want me to know? That's, that's a big a, deal. That's a problem. Now, no one's saying like two months in that they should know everything you've been through from your childhood to no. fucked up parents and, and things like that. But if they are absolutely not willing to tell you about the people they've dated, how they behaved, whether or not they've ever cheated on somebody, whether or not they've ever been cheated on, any of those things, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. Yes, it is your information. Yes, you have a right to that information. And no, they don't have a right to keep it from you. And the reason is, just from a biological science perspective, if you're sleeping with somebody, you're sleeping with all the people they've ever slept with yes, before. Yes, that is right? huge. If they're not willing to talk about that you probably need to raise some questions. Now, yep. it may be a tough conversation, right? Like, let's say, for example, you're dating somebody in his mid-30s and he doesn't want to tell you about his previous relationships because he's never had any previous relationships. That's a little cause a little cause for concern unless he's got, like, a bona fide reason as to why. Like, you know, he's an mm -hmm. introvert and just never been good with people or, you know, he's got religious reasons. Whatever the, whatever the cause is, right? Like, There's always a reason. There's a reason, right? A thought process that went into what this is, right? But he may be hesitant to tell you. Uh, I've never really been with anybody else, so I didn't want to bring it up because it's kind of embarrassing, right? Like, okay, fine. Got it, right? Right. Um, you know, so there's there are some extenuating circumstances sometimes, but you should have the conversation. And if they're right. not willing to have the conversation, that's a problem. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why I, I say you should look at that three to six month timeline because yeah. it gives you plenty of time to broach those conversations and learn and what they're really like learn about yep. this person and figure out who they are and is this somebody i'm going to want to spend the next 30 40 50 60 70 80 years with depending on how long you live sure because at least from me and, and our perspective marriage is a lifelong commitment it should yep. be a lifelong commitment um not everybody agrees with us you're entitled to your opinion but for us and us being hosts in this podcast, that's what we're aiming for. We want people to have lifelong relationships with a dedicated partner who has as much interest into creating a long-term relationship as they can so that you can create children and spread your DNA throughout the eons. Right? <laughs> There's one more thing with the dating scene that I want to cover. Okay. Um, and we've talked about this before, and a lot of people in this modern day and age disagree, mostly women. Uh, which I find to be a problem. But in the dating scene, you really need to dress the part as well. The way you dress, the way you carry yourself, and the way you act 
is very important. I'm yeah. not going to touch on people who want to keep their hair all these vibrant colors or piercings or tattoos. I'm not talking about that. Um, but don't show up to a date with your boobs falling out of your shirt or a top that's completely see-through or a mini skirt that doesn't cover your butt when you sit down. Yeah. Men, don't show up with jeans with holes in them and a ratty t-shirt. Now, dress appropriately, right? Absolutely. So if you're going to go, if you're going to a bar and grill or something like that for your jeans first date, and a nice shirt. like dress nice, but not overdressed, right? And there's a right. whole conversation we can have about fashion and style and how to present yourself right. as I'm a proper parent. What I'm getting at yeah. is that women want to be treated a certain way and they want to attract a certain type of man. Right. You're not going to get the ones you're looking for yeah. by dressing trashy. And a high caliber man is not going to be interested, not interested in that. For anything other than a night of fun exactly. in any woman that has her fucking tang hanging out the bottom of her dress. Right. And I'm not this isn't to start a conversation about I, I can't even bring well, it same up thing is like, speaking so about it properly because I know a lot of women get, well, I can dress how I want or if I've got it, I can, can flaunt it. And I'm like, well, you can, but you're not going to get the results you're looking right. for. And I'm sorry, but yes, the way you present yourself is a reflection on how people look at you. You just yeah. have to accept that first impressions matter. I'll put it this way. If for those girls who have that kind of argument, I'll put it this way. You show up to a date at like a five-star restaurant. You're mm -hmm. a super nice restaurant. You show up and the guy walks in in an oversized hoodie, super baggy pants that have stains on them, and he just looks like a fucking slob. What's your reaction going to be? Exactly. If you're dressed to the nines, looking nice, and the dude shows up looking like a slob, are you going to be interested in that dude? No. So why would he be interested in you if you if he takes you to a nice restaurant and then you show up looking like a fucking whore? Like you're walking like, the streets. Yeah. yeah. Like it's now, not I'm not work saying you can't show a little skin because God knows I know how to dress sure. when I need to. But, but, keep all the goodies inside your clothes. Yeah. They don't need to be showing everywhere you go. Well, and there's ways to dress tastefully. Absolutely. That show your assets too. You right. know what I mean? Like if you're like, hey, I'm going to, I've got bigger boobs and I want to show them. There's dresses and cuts and things that you oh, can wear to, to accent that if you want while still looking classy and clean and nice. Same thing with guys. Like, I want to accent how much I go to the gym. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe look at a little slimmer of a cut or tailor in your suit or your shirts or your whatever. Right? There's ways to dress for men and women that accent your qualities without right. making you look trashy. Right. Classy, not trashy. Yeah. Um, Hell, I'll mean, give you sexy, not trashy. Yeah. there is a difference. there is a difference. <laughs> like, sexy doesn't mean slutty. And that's been misconstrued over the last 20 years or go so. on your dates like you're meeting their parents every single time that's how you should dress that's the, the way i see it the way my mind sets it is i'm if i'm looking at like i'm gonna go into a 1920s club right mm -hmm. because people didn't dress slutty in the club back then right no. women wore dresses that were that Very fit their flattering. Form, that fit their form, but <laughs> yes. didn't show too much. And right. men wore clothes that fit them well, but didn't show too much, right? Right. And they, you know, were washed and cleaned and whatever. I mean, this is a sidebar into the whole like clothing part, which I, is definitely a conversation we, we could, could definitely have, have if a full we want. One on that. I just um, you can tack that onto the end of dating. Yeah. How you look matters. Right. Presentation. Right. Yes. Uh, if you're you're going into a job interview, this mm -hmm. job interview is: Are you going to be my life partner? 
And if you're not dressing like that, if you're don't not, expect much. Don't expect to get a. You're, you're buying a four hundred one k, not penny stocks. Yep. Right. You're not. You're not looking for a quick flip. You're looking for a long term investment. So dress like you're looking for a long term investment, and it'll yep. be reciprocated. And if it's Absolutely. not reciprocated, move on. Now you already know, right? Yep. You saved yourself some time. Yep. So. All right. All right. And this is okay. This is a dense topic too. That's a so lot. <laughs> if, if this is super dense, and we could talk for hours on length about this stuff, yes. uh, if you want us to talk about it some more or have some ideas, please reach out to us on Facebook or Podbean or Apple Podcasts, wherever you happen to be listening. Um, and if there's anybody here who's also into video gaming, uh, you can hop over under Twitch. Um, we stream a couple nights a week and. And we'll have these conversations while I'm playing video games. I don't care. Right. Um, perfectly average gamers if you want to check yeah, them out. Perfectly and average we can gamers. talk to you there too. <laughs> yep. And it's uh we'll we'll put all that stuff on the Facebook page. So if you guys are interested, you can come join us. Uh watch me be terrible at video games and hell, we'll talk relationships. I don't care. It'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be actually We really always fun. do the stream together, so Yep. It gets a little racy sometimes, but uh, <laughs> it's still a good time. It's gaming after dark. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining us this week. Uh we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.